0: What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And in Clovis, California, in his lovely home, is my co host, Cody Johnson. Cody.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Drew, it's good to see you, man. I mean, better than doing part one and two, man. It seems like. Pick up the Seems like it's really hard for us to do an episode together. So, I know. hey, I know. man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome to the show. We have a, a lot going on today in the world of sports. We got some Nets drama. We have some MLB power rankings that we're going to be debating. So, fun stuff. But before we get started, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, we're at Drew Code Sports Talk on just about everything, and now on TikTok. So don't forget to follow. And please in what I'm doing. Ain't easy, bloody and stained From the people who deceive
0: all right guys well welcome back yes you are hearing it right both of us are doing an episode together uh part one is out on Drew code cody has not posted uh part two yet so we're still waiting for that one to drop
1: <laughs> what
0: it's not posted part two part two is not posted
1: how much you want to bet it's posted? I, I can even, I will, I will I can even tell you, you how many people have listened to it. The part two, part two.
0: I need to see this. Thing. Go right ahead. I can. <laughs> I got all the time for you, bud. Go right. <laughs> all right. Ahead. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. Che- I'm gonna check right now. All right. Go
1: ahead. Where are you gonna check it? All? Oh You're no!
0: Gonna... I'm. I'm. Hold on. It's gonna take too long. I'm just gonna trust you here.
1: Okay. <clears throat> you, you don't think I would have had part two already done? No. You have that little faith in me
0: no that's not true that's not true i do
1: have a lot of faith in you but i know we we didn't mean to we didn't mean to make mommy we didn't mean to hear you guys hear mommy and daddy fight sorry guys so sorry. sorry. (laughs) but yes part two is available so i'm i know that you have like 15 shows that you have queued up so maybe you haven't gotten to it yet but no i
0: i've i would have listened to it already if that's true
1: Well, with Colin Cowherd putting out three hour shows, it's really hard to get to ours because he he also he also
0: does the best. So sometimes I listen to the best of or I watch it on TV. So anyway, enough of that. Um, It is it is good to have you back. It is. I know you were um, out and about doing things. So um you know glad to have you back i know you were doing stuff with your family so you had to get it done Mm
1: -hmm. and there was a
0: lot that was going on in the sports world so we just said let's make a two-parter so we both can kind of talk about sports a little bit because it is uh you know our our release i guess yeah um and so um we are we are here together again but uh going before we get into everything cody how's everything going man
1: good man good i think uh, i was i was uh venting to you a couple of days about how uh, my wife's been out of town so i've been kind of with the kids and you know it's been uh it's been long and tiring and now she's finally home and uh (laughs) i'm so thankful because now i get to kind of relax and uh (laughs) enjoy it but uh other than that man it's just been the grind as usual man how's everything going for you it's going all right over here
0: um You know, just a lot of sleepless nights. That's all. Um, You know, son doesn't uh, doesn't want to sleep in his own crib. You know, he wants to sleep in our room now or in our bed. So, you know, and then he doesn't stay still when he sleeps. So that's Mm -hmm. another thing. And then he likes to sleep sideways. So that's another thing. Uh, and then he likes to grab lips in the middle of the night. Just likes to pinch them, and I don't know. It's a comfort thing for him, but yeah, it's just you know, three a.m. waking up to someone pinching the crap out of your lips. It's it's not always fun. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to go back to sleep after that. And uh, yeah, you know, that's it. That's all. That's all we've been going through. Just tro- <laughs> trouble
1: sleeping, man. That's it. I know you <laughs> sent me a polo. I think it was on. Tuesday or maybe it was yesterday. I swear to god, dude, I think you yawned about fifty times before oh, the video was yeah. over. You yeah. like couldn't get two sentences before you were like a rough night. Yeah, that was, that was a rough night. Drink your coffee, then come talk to me. It's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I was on my way to get my coffee. And yeah. I was messaging <laughs> you, so I was like, Oh yeah, geez. So sorry. Um so Cody, um, there's a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, you know, mainly the Nets being eliminated and that wasn't even the worst part. It was, they didn't even win a game. No. Um, you know, there's baseball still going on. Of course, as we've been talking probably at nauseum right now, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's, it's been a really interesting season to say the least. Um, and then, uh, the NFL draft, uh, actually, as we're recording this right now, um, is, uh, happened today the round one so uh, there's a lot of reaction going on from that so let's start with that Cody um, you know I think the biggest news of the whole night I know a lot of people want to talk about maybe Kenny Pickett being drafted by the Steelers I don't think that was really that surprise and I mean does he even really have to move <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going from Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh so I mean yeah. maybe maybe a couple of blocks down uh but this time he's probably going to have a little more money so that that probably helps a little bit but yeah just um, a little bit more um yeah anyway just I I mean there wasn't much surprises I mean there was a few there's a few teams that traded up. but the biggest news obviously is as we can see on the screen here um is AJ Brown Goes to the Eagles and then signs an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Titans actually ended up drafting a wide receiver uh, with that pick. So, or with with that trade. So, really crazy stuff. Um, I know AJ Brown had come out earlier, just kind of like Debo Samuel saying he wanted to, um, you know, he was looking for a trade. And a lot of people are like, "Well, he just wants an extension." Well, it t- mm-hmm. comes out or turns out Titans were okay with him wanting out. They were just like, yeah, go ahead. You can leave. Uh, they, they drafted Traylon Burks uh, from Arkansas for uh, basically for A.J. Brown. So um, we'll see how that works for the Titans. Um, I don't think that's a great life choice uh, in terms of Ryan Tannehill. But Cody, A.J. Brown to the Eagles. I mean, what are your thoughts? Does this work for the Eagles? Does this work for the Titans? I mean what what do you think about this?
1: I guess I'm just confused because I can remember a time where Mike Vrabel came out and said as long as I'm the head coach AJ Brown will not be traded and I haven't heard news that Vi- that Mike Vrabel has been fired so I'm assuming that uh you know that AJ Brown rumor was true that he that they were looking to shop him. Um for this for the Tennessee Titans it's, it's actually kind of surprising that they did this. I figure I, in my opinion I figured AJ Brown is probably their most dynamic weapon that they had. I know they have Derrick Henry, but as a running back who was injured last season, you know, you need a strong bodied wide receiver. And they had that in AJ Brown. And it's just surprising that they let him go. Um, this is, I think, really good for the Eagles. And I was mentioning this to you. My only concern is um on a fantasy perspective, in my opinion, that, uh, you know, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I like him. I think he's a winner. I think he's a productive quarterback. He may not be, you know, an all pro, but I think he, he's serviceable and he does really well. And he's a, in my opinion, he's a winner. I just don't know if he has the, I don't know if he's, I don't want to say talented enough. That's not the right word. I don't know if he, I don't know if he can get the best out of AJ Brown with his passing ability. I would have to really see this offense be a little bit more dynamic because last season, even with Smith, the Eagles didn't really move the ball very well. Their run game was very wishy-washy at best. Yeah. Um, And I mean, don't get me wrong. AJ Brown makes them instantly better, but I mean, if we're talking like best in the division, yeah, but I don't think it makes them that much better than any other team in the NFC. Um, So I, you know, we'll see. I don't. I don't know. I guess it just depends on how Jalen Jalen Hurts uh, is uh, improved this off season to maybe see also too what the uh, what the system looks like with AJ Brown incorporated. But you know, I think Eagles did a great job. They're trying to do everything they can to get Hurts' weapons, which it's showing. And I don't necessarily know if Tennessee's trying to be competitive in the AFC or not. Cause I really think that they just got rid of a big play wide receiver that they could have really used and maybe just build around that. But you know, those are my initial reactions to it, but good for AJ Brown for getting paid at least. I mean, everybody yeah. else is might as well get your money. So,
0: yeah, I, I just think that it, it didn't make sense for Tennessee. Like, Exactly what you're saying. I mean, he's a big player. To me, he reminds me a lot of like a, um, I would say a faster Des Bryant, but um, a more injury prone Des Bryant, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I like A.J. Brown. I think he's a really good player. I don't blame the Titans for not wanting to pay him. But at the same time, if you're sticking with Ryan Tannehill, the number one target for Ryan Tannehill has been and probably will always be A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I I like that they're saying, hey, we don't want to pay him the money. We want to get rid of that contract. We we think uh, we can get a good receiver here in the draft, which I'm not saying that uh, Burks is not a good receiver. I think he's fine. I think he'll be a really good rookie receiver. But I don't think you trade down for a lesser receiver when you're – I mean – let's be honest this is not a top 10 quarterback we had we have debated this for a while Mm -hmm. and i think you and i have come to the conclusion he's not a top 10 quarterback i think it's safe to say he needs a little bit of help and that's okay you have derrick henry for that of course and they had aj brown for that now you're solely relying on derrick henry to carry the load and then uh, ryan Tannehill to be that that quarterback you know the guy right. to, to carry a team uh when the running back can't so i, I don't know i i've seen it m- more in multiple times mm-hmm. um that without arthur smith ryan Tannehill has been mediocre at best in my opinion and you saw how different that titan's offense was when aj brown was on the field versus mm-hmm. when he wasn't it was right. a different dynamic they had julio jones and aj brown was out and it still it was nothing. So that to me was a, was a big loss for the Titans. Now for the Eagles, I don't know how much exa- – I'm with you on this. I don't know how much they moved up into the NFC. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean maybe they're a little more competitive in the NFC East. I mean, I don't know what that means. To be perfectly honest, the way that NFC East looks like right now. Yeah, no,
1: no diss on the NFC East, but (laughs) two seasons ago, you know, if you were under, if you were the, you know, under 500, you made the playoffs. So yeah,
0: yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, if the Eagles made a run at Terry McLaurin as well, that would be quite impressive. Then you have Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown. I don't think they'll ever do that because I don't think Washington would do that, but you know, that to me would make more sense. Like if you had another game plan, but I don't know. I I, I like Jalen Hurts when you talk about fantasy standpoint, because he's got the running stats. He's, you know, he, he gets a few more things here and there, but for the most part, Jalen Hurts as a franchise quarterback, to me, I don't see it. I, Mm -hmm. I think he's okay. I think he is better than, than Ryan Tannehill. I will say that. I think he has proven that he's got a little bit better, a more accurate ball than Tannehill, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he's faster than Ryan Tannehill. So I would take Hurts over Tannehill uh, in a heartbeat. But at the same time, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know, way above everyone else. I mean, Jalen Hurts has worked with Alabama, who had all these, you know, basically wide receiver you out there. Yeah. Um, and he didn't look great. I mean, let's be honest. Now, he went to Oklahoma. He mm-hmm. got things going. He obviously, he had, um, I, I think he, no, I don't think he had CD Lamb at that uh, when he was quarterback, but he had some good uh, receivers out there. Um, so but he also, also had,
1: he also had Lincoln Riley, though, that really tailored an yeah. offense, and Lincoln Riley has, I mean, literally had, Baker Mayfield look as a Heisman winner, you know, Kyler Murray, Heisman winner. And then Jalen Hurts, like in the, he was in the Heisman. A, yeah. He was in, yeah, the, Heisman he was Heisman in the, yeah. So, I mean, Lincoln Riley just turns quarterbacks into gold, but mm-hmm. you know, I I agree though with Hurts, like it's, there's just a lot of question marks and you know, I, I submit to like, he's an upgrade from Tannehill, but in what, in what terms we don't know.
0: Yeah. So yeah so i mean good for the eagles to go and get a guy and and hopefully this will help jalen hurts and if not hurts maybe another quarterback that they bring in so uh you know good for them Mm -hmm. i just to me this was a head scratcher for the titans i really didn't understand it that's ryan Tannehill's literal lifeline if Derek henry is hurt which he's always hurt i mean to be frank so um i i just to me it didn't make any sense for uh, in a football standpoint.
1: Unless they have Debo Samuels trade like locked in, but then yeah, why not, not hold... just keep Brown? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Well,
0: Cody, um that's enough that's enough football talk. Okay. I, nothing really was big in the uh in the uh, draft um other than like we said a few trades. NBA playoffs. Now we just As we just went on recording, uh, we just saw that the Jazz lost. So the Mavericks are moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, you know, big news there. Um, Let's see. The Suns won today, so they're advancing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Sixers won today as well, so they are also advancing. So we're starting to get into the semifinals, which is going to be interesting. Um, But one team in particular, Cody, I did want to talk about and I know you want, you've been dying to talk about, um, Mm -hmm. is the, um, Nets being swept by the Boston Celtics. Um, that was surprising. I mean, you and I both said it was going to game seven. I picked the Celtics, you picked the, the Nets. And, um, you know, when we first talked about it, we were, I, you put me on the spot and I was like, God, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I was like, I, I just want to pick the Celtics because I like their defense.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I was right, but I didn't think they were going to get swept. I mean, right. out of all the lower seeds in the NBA playoffs, I did mm-hmm. not think the Nets were going to be the team that got swept. It was so yeah. shocking, so surprising. I even texted you when they, when they lost the fourth game. I said, not even one win. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even muster one win. And, you know, this Nets team... And I was kind of looking at it in a perspective earlier this week of, you know, listen, is it is it worse than the Lakers not making the playoffs? No, but I do think it is a very close second of the Lakers should have made the playoffs. Yes, mm-hmm. the Nets made the playoffs, but now we're looking at it. They barely made the playoffs and they should have at least won. Two games against the Celtics. This Celtics team, yes, they can. They have some shooters. They have some young guys. They're a good defensive team. But when you have Kevin Durant and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, these two offensive monsters on your team, you should be able to score pretty easily. And it seemed like they couldn't score half of the time. Yeah, this was shocking for me, Cody. I, I don't know what your thoughts were on this, but I mean, why don't you go ahead and you take the floor?
1: Well, my only my only thing I would probably say I can debate about, which is, which is the more disappointing season or the Lakers or the Nets? I would say did the Lakers have an all time letdown season for their franchise. Yes. However, I think what the more disappointing season is, in my opinion would be the Nets. And here's my reason why you started the season with James Harden, Kyrie and KD. you traded James Harden for Ben Simmons, who you were hoping came back. He didn't. Um, And then they were probably the most favorited, lower, lower seated team in Mm -hmm. probably in the history of basketball to go to the NBA finals. Like everyone feared them because they still had Katie Kyrie. I mean, even in the trade, they got Beth, uh, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. So they were expected to be a dangerous team in the, in the playoffs. And yet they could not win one game. Uh, and in my part one episode that I talked about, I just made the point in the first two games. It's a tale of two different matchups. You've got one team that's played together for several years. They have great communication, great chemistry, great teamwork. Their coach has them firing on all cylinders, running great offensive uh, plays. They're playing with team defense, um, anchored by Marcus Smart compared to the Brooklyn Nets who yes like two of their main superstars have been together for three seasons but they have no you know they have no chemistry they they can't pass the ball to one another um their head coach who's in over his head doesn't know what he's doing and KD and Kyrie probably aren't respecting his decisions because they've already came out earlier in the offseason saying that they didn't even need a head coach so you can just tell it's just two different two different perspectives and two different teams, essentially on both spectrums of teamwork to talent. The most talented team did not beat a team that played together. Cause I think we can all say the nets were probably the most talented team with their stars, their superstars, but the Celtics won because they had a better team because they played together. And that was just the most apparent. And you know, in the fourth in game four, the Nets tried to be a little bit more competitive, but Celtics again had a pretty comfortable lead, even with Tatum fouled out. They were able to keep him at bay. And it's just so sad to see the Nets season kind of dwindle down to that. So in my opinion, I think the Nets season more of a letdown with those factors than the Lakers not making the playoffs because the the Lakers struggled all season. It's not like they were at the top of the West and then bottom fell out last part of the season. No, they were they were a bad team from the start of the season all the way through and it just got worse after that and they had a lot of injuries. The mm-hmm. Nets were top of the East, fell a little bit because of injury, fought their way back, made the play in w- and got into the playoffs and then got swept. I mean, the Pelicans who were 10 games under 500 put up a better fight against the number 1 team in the NBA than the Boston Celtics, or than uh, the Nets did against the Boston Celtics. So, you know, it's it's just crazy how it all turned out. And it just goes to show, like, you can have all the talent that you want, but if you don't have a coach and you don't have a team, you don't have anything. They're no better than just, you know, people on the street that you can put together and, and play streetball with, just because they didn't really have any sort of game plan. They didn't have any rotations offensive uh, set plays they had nothing like that they just played a really good team that had them beat before the opening tap
0: I, I said this last week um, <clears throat> I don't think I don't think uh, Steve Nash is going to be the um, the head coach next year um, I, nor do I think he wants to. Um, I do think he was in over his head. Not saying that Steve Nash can't be a good coach. I think maybe he can, but I think he was thrown into a very toxic situation. It was toxic last year and coming into this year, it was still kind of toxic. And they were talking about, you know, well, you know, Ben Simmons kind of wants, maybe he'll go to the nets and you know, that was starting to snowball and James Harden wasn't trying at all. And, it's just, it, you know what? It's crazy to me. I'm, I was just looking at the roster right now. When you talk about the shooters that that the Nets have, and you can't pull it off, there there's definitely some disconnect to what you were saying. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes, he's older, but he's a guy who can shoot. Bruce uh, Brown was was shooting pretty well. Seth Curry, uh, Goran Dragic, who's been in many big games. Um, Andre Drummond, I wouldn't say he's a he's a big uh, scorer, but he's a guy who can get a lot of rebounds. He's a guy who can do a lot of the dirty work. Kevin Durant, uh, Blake Griffin, he proved that he should have been on the uh, court for court. a lot of these games. Yeah. Um, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills. I mean, and then if you throw in Ben Simmons, I know he's not a shooter, but you just put that name out there. It's just like, how did this team lose? And just, like, not win one. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, um, which this kind of goes into into the next question, Cody. Um, this makes me think, okay, something has to change. Other than Steve Nash, there's going to be something else that has to change. And I think that change is going to be within that big three that they have. So, Cody, are the Nets going to have this same three guys going into next
1: year? Well, wow, that's a really hard question to answer. Um I'm going to say I'm probably going to take the crazier answer and I'm going to say yes for this reason. I don't know if there's much of a market for Kyrie. I don't think KD has the has the I don't want to say guts, it sounds like a negative. I don't think he has the courage to go to ownership or management and say, "Hey, I need you to move Kyrie and we need to we need to figure this out." I think the intrigue between right. having Ben Simmons, Kyrie and KD is going to be greater than the need to move one of the big 3. Because here in my opinion too, I don't think no one I don't think anybody will trade for Ben Simmons either. I don't especially with the whole mental health issue, back issue, whatever it is. I don't think any team in their right mind would trade for Ben Simmons at all because they don't know if he can play. He's gone now almost a full off season plus an entire season and into the playoffs without playing or showing if he can, you know what he's got left or if he even wants to play. I don't think you can get rid of him. Kyrie also too, in the same respect, I don't know if you can get rid of him because if he doesn't go to a situation he likes, he could be that toxic teammate that tears your team up. Do you want to risk that and risk any future assets? Hmm. Katie, I don't think will ever want to leave and give up like he did in OKC before. And I don't think he'll ever want to leave Kyrie like he did Russ. I I think him and Kyrie are really close. And again, I think Nets management and ownership are going to want to know what this team has with their three big stars and just build around it. They're probably going to want to keep some pieces. I, if I were them, I would keep Seth Curry. I would keep, you know, Drogic. I would keep the shooters and the veterans. And then I would just go from there. I think, there's still fine players that'll go to that Nets team. If they have Simmons, uh, KD, and Kyrie, I think they can fill out a full competitive roster and be really good with a full off season and a good head coach that can actually lead them there. I don't, I don't think Steve Nash is Steve Nash is the guy, but I do think just based off of curiosity, this big three will, will stay together and at least play for one season together just to see, what they all have. I th- I think that that's what is more likely to happen than they, than the, than one of the three of them splitting up. Um,
0: you know, I'll, I'll go against you, but I, I don't hate it. Like, I mean, the only thing I would go against you is I do know that there are some teams that would still want Ben Simmons. I do think the Lakers are still at play just because of the, um, clutch sports uh, agency being representative I think there's always a chance that he could end up going there mm-hmm. um, you know and, and to be honest if I uh, you can't get much worse well you could get a little worse but um, you can't do much worse than what Russell Westbrook was playing um, and I think Ben Simmons although he doesn't shoot the ball he knows not to shoot and I think that is kind of uh, a key right now, especially mm-hmm. in Lakerland, like no one wanted to see Russell Westbrook shoot. So I, I do think there is a chance that they could go after him, and and you could talk yourself into, uh, you know, we could be better. Um, you know, there is that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also think like the Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings would literally trade for anyone yeah. if they have a name, and yeah, uh, they've had success before the Kings will are desperate to get uh, a person of uh, with a, with a stature of like a Ben Simmons. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I do think there are teams out there that would, that would trade for him. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm taking a jab at the Kings, but I mean, in all honesty, it's the reality, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, You know, and then I, I think, I think you're right with KD. He proved that he's, how do I say this nicely? He's he doesn't like the conflict between teammates so much mm-hmm. where he just kind of separates himself from it. I mean, it was obvious the last year that he was with the Warriors with the whole um uh, Draymond Green situation. He never confronted it. He never went to Draymond Green. Draymond Green has said they never squashed it. Like they mm-hmm. just kind of like were like, oh, we were back in form, you know. And I mean yeah you you know that's always cool to do that with when you're boys with someone but at the same time like you have to be on the same page you need to communicate you need to have that friction and solve it it's it's like a this is going to sound dumb but it's like a marriage like when you mm-hmm. when you are married sometimes you need to have that conflict to solve things because you need to know what the other person is thinking what the other person what you're doing to the other person how right. how you are receiving their feelings how they're receiving your feelings it's the same way as a teammate. you need to know what their buttons are and what you can go for and what you can't look at Michael Jordan Michael Jordan literally fought teammates mhm he literally would fight teammates, fought Steve Kerr the next day. They talked about it. And he said, hey, you know what? It's all good, man. You know, I understand what you were saying. I was just frustrated in the moment. You know what? Me too, man. I think, I think, um, I think we can keep going. And Michael Jordan said after that call, he trusted Steve Kerr with any shot that he, that he needed to take. Mm-hmm. And that is how you solve issues. Yes, it sucks in the moment, but once you get out of that moment, what you see happens, the, the relationship, how it turns, is so much better. That's mm-hmm. why you always hear therapists, marriage counselors or, or whatever say you need it's it's healthy to have fights in your marriage. Just like in relationships, any kind of relationship, it is healthy to have disagreements or I don't want to say fights, but a little bit of an argument and Mm -hmm. that way you can solve it and go, okay, I know now. Right. And it's, it's very healthy. So for me, it just, it doesn't make any sense that Kevin Durant doesn't want to do it. Other than I don't care that much. Like to me, Mm -hmm. if he stays with the nets, it really shows that he doesn't care about winning because you're not going to win with the nets. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I don't think, you're going to win with Ben Simmons unless all of a sudden he just gets out of his little funk that he's in and he just starts going ham. Um, you know, again, with Kyrie, I don't think you're going to win with Kyrie. It's obvious you're not going to because you've tried it for two, three years mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened uh, still. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just think if you're Kevin Durant, and as I brought this up last week, I think you need to think about going to a different team. Will he say that? I don't know. I I, I kind I tend to agree with you that I, I don't think he will. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm kind of like, if you really are about winning, you're going to say, I need to get out of here. And you can put that list of teams. And I think, and I had said this last week, I think the Lakers should be on that list. Because you could make a trade to get rid of Anthony Davis for Kevin Durant. And you know mm-hmm. what? I think Lakers fans would take that in a heartbeat. I think most NBA teams would take that in a heartbeat. And so I just, I feel like um, if you're Kevin Durant, you want to show everyone that you're winning, that you're a winner, that you want to be considered as one of the best, you need to go somewhere else. It's it's not going to happen for you with the Nets.
1: Yeah. I have a little bit of pushback with your Raider or Raiders, <laughs> with your Lakers prediction, excuse me. I don't think that KD is the Nets player that's most likely to go to the Lakers. I think it's Kyrie Irving that's more likely to go to the Lakers. Um, I saw a tweet, and actually I sent you this on Marco Polo, but I did see a tweet, I think it was yesterday or today, with from Nick Wright, who said um, Russ would be reunited with KD, Kyrie would be reunited with LeBron, and you, and you throw in, obviously, a couple of draft picks. And that's the trade that'll get done to where now Kyrie goes back to LeBron here in LA and then Westbrook goes to Brooklyn. And I think that there's been a couple of times where uh, Westbrook has been connected to New York in some form or fashion, whether that's the Nixon free agency. So him now going to Brooklyn is just another way of that. And I know that over the years, Katie and Russ have kind of gotten over their issue with how Katie left OKC. So like it would, in my opinion, if that trade happened with Russ and Kyrie, it would be more plausible and likely than KD. I just don't see the Nets giving up KD just because they have him under contract for a pretty long time. And I don't know if the Nets want somebody like AD in place of uh, of Kate, Well, Kevin Durant. I don't know if, if they want Anthony Davis in place of Kevin Durant just because uh, Anthony Davis, yes, he's a post-up guy. But he's frequently injured. Katie is not. Uh, Kevin Durant's also a really good shooter from the field and with a real, uh, with a really tight handle. And Anthony Davis just is not. So I don't even know if the Nets would want to do that. But but I think Kyrie for Russ is more likely than Kevin Durant for Anthony Davis. In my opinion, that would be my only pushback to your to your theory or to what you think would work best.
0: The only th- the only thing I was saying was um, that in my scenario it was the nets basically blowing everything up so getting rid of ben simmons getting rid of kyrie getting rid of kd or keeping at least one of them mm-hmm. and i think if they got rid of if they got rid of ben simmons and kyrie i think kevin durant would seriously look at okay who could i get here to brooklyn who's going to want to come here or am i better off going somewhere else and and you know Doing my thing over there. So that was kind of my scenario. Of course, you're right. The Nets do hold a lot of the power. But at the same time, we've seen these NBA players. Ben Simmons literally said, yeah. I want to go to the Nets. That's where I want to go.
1: And he and, didn't play for them. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and
0: so, and uh, James Harden said, I'm going to stop playing and I want to go to the Sixers. Trade me to the Sixers. Trade me to the Sixers. Trade me to the Sixers. And the Nets are like, oh my God, fine. And they gave him to the Sixers, and he was like, okay, I'll play now. And Ben Simmons was like, I'm good still. I'll stay here. (laughs) So, I mean, in in that perspective, they do hold a lot of the power, but at the same time, I do feel like these players really know how to get power shifted towards them and really get what they want. And I do think it makes sense. If, like Kevin Durant said, I want to go to the Lakers, whether you like it or not, I think you could say – fine, you know, we'll take you to, we'll give you to the Lakers. Cause you could get a whole mess of stuff back from the Lakers, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, cash, picks, players. And you could also use those players to get picks somewhere else as well. So there's a lot of things that you could do that, that, that could work for you. So, um, you know, do I think it's impossible? No. Do I think it'll happen? I think you're right on the sense of Kyrie is probably the the more likely guy to go he's going to be the easier guy to go mm-hmm. um you know he's he doesn't have a lot of trade value right now but he does still have some because he can play and mm-hmm. I will give you credit to this if Kyrie went to the Lakers I think you would actually see Kyrie of Cleveland years where mm-hmm he would actually take majority of the ball. Now I don't think LeBron really wants to do that all that much anymore. And Kyrie would be able to get, I think a few more shots. And I think Kyrie would end up being a little bit happier playing with LeBron because LeBron is not at the stage that Kevin Durant is where Kevin Durant is still looking like he wants to win. He wants to take all the shots, Mm-hmm. And LeBron is kind of at the stage of, yeah, I'll take the shots, but you know, I'll give it to my guys too if they need it. And I think Kyrie just fits that mold a little bit better. So I will give you credit mm-hmm. for that. Um, but um, you know, I can dream about Kevin Durant coming
1: to the Lakers. I think that's I think it's important to have dreams, Cody. I mean, don't get me wrong, I want <laughs> yours to come true more than Kyrie, but if Kyrie does go to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook, Then we get to keep uh, AD, so then we'll have Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. That three-headed monster sounds way more dangerous than Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So, like, yeah, I like it more. But also, too, I I don't know. Again, my theory is I think this big three will stay together just because, you know, we had a lot of turmoil with James Harden leaving and all this other stuff. Now we get Ben Simmons and let him get right for an offseason. And now let's bring the three of them together and see what happens. And also, too, I agree. I don't think Steve Nash is coming back. (laughs) I think he'll either be fired or he'll walk away. Yeah. And if that's the case now, who's the coach that's going to take over for the Nets? Because if it's a well-known, respectable coach, and essentially if the Nets had a good coach that just really inspired them, they probably play a lot better. But Steve Nash obviously isn't that guy, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'd like to see what a whole off season for them looks like. And that's why I think the curiosity of what, what if we gave them one full season together is what's going to overpower and basically be the factor in keeping everyone together.
0: Yeah. One thing I will say is if you're Steve Nash, I think you should quit. I think it would be better for you and it would be better on your resume that you quit because then everyone, it's not going to be like, Oh, Steve Nash can do it, blah blah blah. Which I'm sure there's going to be those those knuckleheads who say it. But I think majority of the people are going to say, "You see what's going on in Brooklyn? It is a uh, crap show over there." <laughs> I was going to say something else, uh-huh. uh, you know it's a crap show over there. And it's Steve a dumpster Nash, fire. Yeah. yeah. Steve Nash is like, uh, I gotta go. I I can't be yeah. in here. Like, yeah, I got Kevin Durant. I got Kyrie Irving. I got Ben Simmons. Uh, it's not working. I I can't do it here.
1: Well, I think Kyrie um, so I think during,
0: would hold a little bit more.
1: Yeah, Kyrie level. during his um, post game interview when he was talking about, you know, him and KD having a responsibility to organization, Sean and I forget who who the other player was, who the other individual was that he mentioned, said yeah. that they'll look at some things and da 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 da. He did not say Steve Nash's name, which tells so me that he's expecting him or doesn't want him to be back. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's just an understood thing. Yeah, this didn't work. So we just have to take a look at things and see what happened, but not once did he mentioned, yeah, I'd like to have my coach back or anything like that. So Kyrie, I think tipped everyone's hand by what's probably going to happen.
0: Yeah. I, I think you're right on that one. So Cody, speaking of Kyrie, I wanted to get to this topic. Um, I, I was, it just made me think about, you know, we we were talking. We were kind of like I don't know. You and I were back and forth on Marco Polo talking about Kyrie Irving and and you know how you know how like wanted is he in the NBA and, and all that jazz. And I was like, man, we're kind of using a lot of slander on Kyrie. You know, I'd I'd like to maybe like see what wh- like who's better than Kyrie at point guard. And you have to factor in everything. You have to factor in. You know, he does deal with mental health, which although I'm not saying that's a that's a bad thing, but at the same time, mental health is kind of like an injury. So it's kind of like an injury prone player. Mm -hmm. So it's like if Anthony Davis was just not playing because of mental health, it's still you're not playing. So for me, that is the same thing. So. I put in the mental health thing. I put in injuries. I put in how good of a teammate are you, um, you know, the interests outside of of basketball, um, you know, are those your focal points, stuff like that. So I wanted to play a quick game with you. I'm going to list some players, and you tell me, would you rather take Kyrie? or this point guard that, and a traditional point guard. I'm not going to give you like Kyrie or LeBron, Kevin Durant or Kyrie. (laughs) I'm not going to give you that. So uh, I'm going to do more traditional point guards, and I want to hear your honest opinion. I may push back on you, or I may agree with you. So let's get started. The first point guard that I put on, would you rather have Kyrie Irving or Kyle Lowry?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um,
0: Thank you. I worked very hard on this.
1: <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so I will say in this respect I think I would want Kyle Lowry and the reason why is because I think Lowry is a good shooter as Kyrie is. I think Lowry is really good at uh, taking defenders off the dribble. Not as not as tight with his handles as Irving is, but I think is is a good quality point guard. And he's a team guy. In my opinion, I think when he went to, uh, Toronto, you know, he was a really good team player there now in Miami, he's a really good team player over there. I think Kyle, I think Kyle Lowry's, um, ability to galvanize his team is what attracts me to wanting him on wanting Lowry on my team. So I would go Lowry over Irving. I would actually
0: take Kyrie Irving in this, in this scenario. And, and the truth of the matter is, for me, um, I've never. First of all, I've never been a huge fan of of uh, Kyle Lowry, um, but I I do think Kyrie is a better three shooter. I do think Kyle Lowry is a better defender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teammate wise, listen, Kyle has rubbed some teammates the wrong way, especially in Toronto, um, where him and DeRozan were starting to really bump heads and it just wasn't getting any better. Um, but, you know, they made it work for a while. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think Kyrie, I think a lot of people have, been, have an issue with Kyrie because of his interest outside of basketball. So, I will give you that, that I think Kyle Lowry's focus is more basketball. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just think as a player, if, I, if I'm going to pick the two, I would... I think I would rather go Kyrie just because, for instance, the three-point shooting has gotten better over the years for Kyrie. Um, He's hanging around like 40%. Right now he's at 39%. Kyle Lowry, percentage-wise, is 37%, and I'm rounding up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm actually rounding down for Kyrie. So it's it's a significant difference um, when you talk about career-wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Kyrie is one of those special players who can get to the, who could create his own shot at any time. I don't think Kyle Lowry is that guy. And I do think Kyrie Irving is a better passer. So I would rather have Kyrie. I, I know that there are going to be some ramifications that you're going to be getting with Kyrie, but Mm -hmm. I think in this instance, I would rather take, because I think Kyle Lowry just rubs people the wrong way and I think Kyrie is actually well liked in the league. I think it's just uh you know writers and some fans don't really like Kyrie so
1: um,
0: I, guess, I would go would with you, Kyrie.
1: But would you rather have a reliable player or a, or somebody that that is buddy buddy with everybody? I I get that but I think you know,
0: I think even when Kyrie is Kyrie is buddy, buddy with everyone. I still think he puts up points, you know, he's still, he's still getting his shots. He's still making those passes. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm going
1: to take it with that.
0: Um, so Cody, Kyrie Irving or drew holiday.
1: Oh, drew holiday defense, a really good facilitator. I don't think he's as good as a three point shooter, but honestly, when he spots up where he needs to be, he he's a clutch performer. Uh, And I just know that he's going to be he's going to be available the whole game and he's going to be available without question and he'll be focused. Yeah, I want Drew Holiday. Now here,
0: I'm going to agree with you on this. Um, Drew Holiday is not a better three shooter, but he is a guy who is always, always trying so hard. He is constantly pushing the envelope. He is such a. A tenacious defender he is uh, a guy who he has started to create his own shots especially since he's been the last year he was with new orleans and then the last two years he's been with milwaukee mm-hmm. he has really been ramping up that little um part of his game like he's really doing better with his shot he's getting to the rack he's going to the free throw line um you know he's just he, he's getting better as he gets older which mm-hmm. is uh, crazy to me, but yes, of course he has a good team around him, but I think that fits him. And I think that he's not trying to do what Kyrie is doing. He's trying to get everyone else involved and he's trying to make everyone in better. And he's trying to be a good defender as well as Kyrie. Is he trying to make everyone better? I think so. But I think he also wants to show you how good he is. I think he is that type of a player. And, and, uh, I think Drew Holiday is just overall a better teammate. And I think he is a better, um, I think he's just a better player overall. It's not about, um, you know, we talk about LeBron James. I don't think he's great at one thing. I think he's just really good at everything, Right. you know, and I think Drew Holiday is similar in the fact of he's good at everything, just not like great. So he doesn't really get that recognition and it, you know, kind of, doesn't help that he's on a team with you know Giannis and and Chris Middleton who are in their prime right now and and right. he's just kind of you know the third guy. So I don't think that helps. But yeah, I'm with you. i don't take Drew Holiday, Kyrie
1: Irving or Tyrese Maxey? Ooh, you know what? I think I would take. Ooh, okay. I know it sounds like I'm a Kyrie hater, but I swear I'm not. Um, I, I would take. I would take Maxi. I think the potential he showed this season even with the addition of James Harden him getting better with Harden on the team just shows that Maxi is a guy that is able to do what is necessary for the team whether that's scoring uh, distributing rebounding or you know he can pl- he, or he can just play second fiddle and just be a, a rotation guy like he's very good at that now is he still developing so his shot isn't quite there yet yes is he still needing to work on his turnovers Yes, but I think that the underlying potential that we have not seen yet is why I would choose probably Maxi over Kyrie. Because I think at this point, Kyrie is what in his 11th season, we kind of already know what we're getting with Maxi yeah. though. He showed a lot of great upside and he's still a really young player. So there's so much more that he could achieve. I think I would want Maxi in this scenario. I'm with you on this
0: one. I don't think it's that crazy. I think Tyrese Maxey, well, first of all, he's younger, and exactly what you just said. We know what we're getting with Kyrie. With Tyrese Maxey, he's a guy who wants to play defense. He's a guy who wants to pass the ball. He doesn't need the ball in his hand to score the basket all the time. He wants to get his guys involved, and he is always running at 100. He reminds me of, like, a young Russell Westbrook where mm-hmm. Westbrook would just go up and down the court and just, like, just sprint, and it yep. was just like, dude, slow down! You're gonna you're gonna kill <laughs> yourself. But right now, Maxi is at the prime. And fun fact, they're both shooting. Kyrie career wise, I will say is is only thirty nine percent. Technically, if we're rounding down, he's thirty nine point three. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxi is at thirty nine point six, and we are in a era. Where three point shooting is becoming more and more important now, does Maxi get as many three shots as Kyrie? No, so I think that is fair to to throw in there. But at the same time, Tyrese Maxi, I think right now would probably make the Nets better because oh, defensively yeah. he's not a liability. Yeah, so I would take Maxi as well. I think this one's going to be interesting. I, I'm really curious on what you're going to say, Kyrie Irving,
1: or Trey Young. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm gonna have to say Kyrie Irving, and it's not an easy decision, but I'm gonna have to say Kyrie Irving. And the reason why is because, in my opinion, they're kind of the exact same player. Kyrie Irving, though, obviously, a little bit more of obviously of of a veteran champion. I think when it comes to well, see, this is what makes it tough because they both just went against really difficult defenses and. Trey Young struggled like immensely against the Heat. Mm-hmm. However, even though Kyrie went against a really difficult Boston team defensively as well, he still was able to find a shot, be somewhat productive, and he didn't. And he he wasn't. Shh. He how do how do I explain this? He wasn't like a non-factor. He still mm-hmm. like it was. Like, even in, even in the game four, he didn't score a lot of points leading into the fourth quarter. But in the fourth quarter, he he did do what he could to, to push his team. I think he scored, like, 12 points in that quarter. But Trey Young, though, could not get past the Heat in their defensive scheme to, you know, to get an open shot or do, s- do something different offensively. I think in this scenario, I would want Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving has gone up against extremely hard defenses. And has found a way to still be productive or change his game or do something different to where he can score, can distribute, uh, can be a decoy in some respects. So as as tough as it is, man, and I really like Trey Young a lot, but I think Kyrie Irving is somebody who I would choose right now. And also, too, Kyrie Irving's size is bigger than Trey Young. And I really think that Trey Young is feeling his... His lesser size right now, when it comes to defensive, like the heat that he just went against. So I, mm. I think this is where I go with Kyrie.
0: I would take Trey Young in the regular season, but I would take Kyrie uh, overall. I think Kyrie is just is just a better player. I think he's a guy that yes, he can be a defensive liability, but all at the same time. Um, You know, he can at least switch a little bit with Trey Young. When he switches, it's just like the defense goes right at him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that, I mean, with the Nets, at least, they kind of do that with Kyrie as well. But I do think, you know, Kyrie isn't always a liability. There are some times where he can step up to the plate and, and do things. Um, yeah, Trey Young, you know, he's got the nice, you know, deep threes. That's all great, and you know, but I just he he just is one of those guys who just wants to show me what he can do and I think Kyrie is kind of the same way but at the same time Kyrie will will bring his team in like Trey Young last year had to kind of be coerced into hey pass the ball a little bit more and when he did he looked great and like now it's just like yeah his assist numbers are going up but it's I, I think it's more to just to get his numbers up I don't think it's to make the team better so um for me I I would go Kyrie as well okay Cody last but not least Kyrie Irving or Jalen Brunson of Dallas Mavericks huh
1: okay um Right, <laughs> I think I think why I pause is because honestly, with Jalen Brunson, I mean, other than a handful of highlights, I don't, I haven't really watched him play very much. Okay, and so that's why it's making me pause. Like I know what I'm getting with Kyrie, and I know Brunson is a again a young up and coming player, very similar to Maxi in the sense of just experience so far in the NBA. And Brunson has shown some real growth against uh, Utah and basically beating them himself in game two with no Luca, which I think is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I Unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to still go with Kyrie. Cause again, I I've seen Kyrie play. He shows up and he, and he's great at getting penetration, spotting up for threes, creating his own shot. Are there some things I'd like to change about that? Yes, but I haven't seen, I just haven't watched enough Mavericks games to see Bronson to really give an opinion to say X, Y, Z as to why. Now, if you would have said like Lonzo ball, I would have probably said Kyrie, but
0: I almost put Lonzo ball on here, but I, I just thought that was unfair because I was like, I mean, Lonzo ball never plays. So,
1: but Bronson, though I think is is a really good young player. I just haven't seen enough of him to say. I haven't seen enough of him like I've seen of Maxi to say I want to choose this player over Kyrie. So, I think I'm going to go with Kyrie again in this one. I will say Kyrie. I think from a basketball
0: basketball perspective, um, Kyrie is he's better. I mean, and he's, he's been able to hold up a team, maybe not fantastically, but he has been in that situation as uh, Jalen Brunson. He's basically been, been, you know, second, third, fourth option sometimes in the Mavericks offense and defense um, because you have a guy named Luca, which mm-hmm. I mean, what can you do about that? So I just think if we're going off of what we know, you have to go with Kyrie in this instance, because you've seen, I I've seen some good games out of Brunson, but I haven't seen some great years, you know, right. I've only just seen some, some really great games he's had. Um, and with Kyrie, you know, he's, he's proven over and over again. I almost put Lamelo ball, but oh. I think I want to. I think I want to see another year of Lamelo Ball. The Hornets did get better, but I think um, I know we kind of talked about Maxi, who you know hasn't had a lot of years either. But um, I think I wanted to keep it at some interesting names other than some big names. So that's that's kind of what I was going for. So
1: I dug it. It was nice.
0: All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna have to kind of rush through, but we should talk about some baseball. All right, Cody. So the first two weeks I have been uh doing the power rankings of uh Major League Baseball. Um and I told you, I said, you know, you ever wanna you ever wanna throw yours in, you just let me know. And so you threw your hat into this week. You said I want to do the power rankings and I said, all right. And you send it to me and I said, don't ever do the power rankings again. It's trash. (laughs)
1: Don't, don't ever let a non baseball guy do the power
0: rankings. Don't ever, don't ever do it. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I was just giving you a lot of crap because I knew you'd be like, well, I just, I don't know. I was feeling very cheeky yesterday, so I am sorry about that. But anyway, um, Cody, why don't you first give us your, your uh, top five power rankings uh, mm-hmm. for the Major League Baseball season, and
1: uh, I'll debate you. Okay. All right. So the first list I sent you, though, I is what you critique. This one, <laughs> I don't know how you'll – I don't think I've even uh, – maybe I did show you this one before we started. But if not, this is a good surprise for you. You did. Okay, good. So my top five power ranking goes as follows. I have Mets number one. Uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I have the Yankees sneaking in at number two been on a pretty good streak lately so that's why i got him up there and Mm -hmm. the quality of wins have been there for me too it's not like they're beating you know poor competition Mm -hmm. i have our giants at number three i really don't know why you didn't have them in top five last week which i have a huge issue with like they beat your guardians who you had in a power ranking in your first week Mm -hmm. uh they've they are in a right now in a bay battle against the a's they did lose a game last night by one run but I mean their pitching is really good, their hitting is really good. I I can go on and on about them. But anyways, I have them number three. I did have Dodgers at number four. I showed you my list last night where they were number five. You did not like mm-hmm. that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I in my opinion, when you lose two games in a row to the Diamondbacks, like that's not a good look, and that's really tough. And I know baseball, you're gonna lose games, but I think like you're good to lose one game to a bad team in a series, but you should handle you should handle your business in my opinion. And then, and then the Angels in the AL have been really good. Again, they've also beaten the Guardians. They, I don't think they've come up with a really good test yet. Playing the Yankees, or um, I think they're in the middle of a series right now with Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Or uh, no, not with no. Boston. I think they just swept the Guardians, if I'm not mistaken.
0: You're talking about the Angels, right? Correct. Yeah, they just they just finished their series against the Guardians
1: today. Okay. And now I know they're going to have, I think, a four-game stand against the Orioles. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Actually, no, they're playing the White Sox next. But White anyways, yeah. but anyways, I think what the Angels are doing, especially with uh, Otani, with Trout finding his swing, um, I think they are a really. How do I want to say? They're an underdog team, in my opinion. I don't know if. I know that people maybe thought that they would be a good team. I don't think we expect them to be this good to where they could probably sustain this. My only problem is their pitching. Um, I know they have Syndergaard, but I don't know if just him is enough. And I know that they have Otani, but what happens if he gets injured, their team is going to crumble. So, but for now I have them in as my number five in my power rankings. As of today. Again, subject to change week to week, but right now this is my week. This is my week three power ranking.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna ask you first. Do you want me to give you my list or do you want me to debate you first?
1: Let's debate. Go ahead. Okay. I'd love so to see how this goes. I will
0: <laughs> I will I will say this. I like the angels at five. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I I just had them outside. The reason being is the teams that they are beating right now mm-hmm. is not it's not great. Okay, they I liked that they were playing Houston and I liked that they had beat Houston the last two games that they played them. They they beat them seven to two and then six to the zero. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now this team. But then they lost two in a row to Baltimore and Baltimore is not a great team. Yes, they just swept Cleveland. And I do like Cleveland. But right now, Cleveland has some problems with not only their bullpen, but a lot of their hitters are not hitting right now. Mm -hmm. They started off hot and they kind of trailed off. And I think it was when they played the Giants. Mm -hmm. And so they lost a lot of their mojo. So for me, yes, Cleveland, I had them at a top five, but after the whole Giants series they really have not been the same now you could give credit to the Giants absolutely but you could also just say that there are injuries that are starting to happen there are you're starting to see the flaws in teams and now everyone's starting to kind of get in the in the motion of the season and now you're starting to see okay this team could potentially be this and I think what you're seeing the Guardians be is an okay team they're not great. So for me, the Angels, those are their biggest wins, is Cleveland and mm-hmm. Houston. And they did sweep a Miami team that is on a win streak right now. But again, at that time, Miami is not great. They, mm-hmm. they beat the Rangers in a series. The Rangers aren't great. So for me, they're just not beating the quality of teams to have them in a the top five right now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Angels. I think they're going to be good. Mike Trout's having a good year. Brandon Marsh has actually been doing really well. And Fresno State's uh, own Taylor Ward has been on an absolute tear for them. Um, And then, of course, Otani, who is the reigning AL MVP. So Mm -hmm. for me, the Angels, they're they're doing well, but they're just not beating the quality teams that I'm looking for for a top five. So I'm going to have them out of my top five. Could that change? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But for me, it's just uh, losing two in a row to Baltimore, and then yes, they're sweeping Cleveland, but I just I don't think Cleveland is is right now one of the top fifteen teams, and so I just don't okay. think it's that great of a win. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the Dodgers at four. Listen, they they should be in the top five, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that that's that's dumb. I do think that they should be over the Giants, and here's why. Yes, mm-hmm. did they lose the series against the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yes, they did. But the Diamondbacks are actually a pretty good team. Uh, their pitching has gotten better. Uh, Melanson has been absolute, an absolute stud in the bullpen for them. Mm-hmm. Bumgarner is actually having a really good uh, year for them. Marte is doing well. So there's there's a lot of players that the Diamondbacks have that are doing well. And this is kind of the same team that they had last year. So their chemistry is there. So mm-hmm. I will give them that. And it is a divisional game. So anything can happen, so I'm not gonna put too much merit into that. Mm-hmm. And then they lost to the Rockies. And at the first I was like, oh man, I can't believe they lost the Rockies. The Rockies are a good team. I know you don't like the Rockies as much as I do, but this Rockies team is starting to really rake. Now Chris Bryant is injured right now, but CJ Crone right now is like at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Their pitching is getting better. They have a couple of former, you know, Giants and like Ty Block who, mm-hmm. um, is doing well. Kyle, Kyle Freeland, who is a, a really good picture. Uh, Shasin sometimes is, is decent. Uh, sadella Z- Z- excuse me. <laughs> he is a, he is a good picture as well. Marquez mm-hmm. is a good picture and Gomber. I actually really like more than a lot of people. Now, the only thing is they do play in Coors. So sometimes mm-hmm. these, these pictures can get hit pretty good, pretty hard, but, um, I do think they have um, a good team, like Connor Joe. Now he had a pretty bad game today, so I'm not gonna. I won't go into any further right now. Mm-hmm. Ryan McMahon is a very underrated player um, in Major League Baseball. He's got a lot of power. He is a guy who can potentially hit about 270 last year. He ended at about like 250. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, Chris Bryant, uh, Charlie Blackman, he doesn't have the power that he used to, but he is a guy who can make. Really good contact. Sam Hilliard is starting to really get in the groove. And Randall and although he has moved a lot of teams, he is a solid player. He is a guy who doesn't strike out a lot. He's a solid defender. He is mm-hmm. a guy who can make contact. And I feel like the Rockies really took a lot of what the Giants do in the sense of they got guys who don't strike out a lot, may mm-hmm. not have like the biggest power, but at the same time they do have guys who can hit home runs. CJ Crone, Chris Bryant. Um, Guys like that, but they also have guys like a Connor Joe who can make contact. uh, um, Ryan McMahon, who's another guy who makes contact. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, Gerchek, Hilliard, Blackman. Those are guys who can make contact. So this is a dangerous team. So that's why I give the Dodgers a bump over the Giants because they have played a lot of quality teams and they've already played two games in division or two series in division um, that I think are uh, are actually not a not bad teams in my mm-hmm. opinion so and then you talk about you got Mookie Benz Walker Mueller just obliterated um, the the Diamondbacks he completely shut him out he was filthy good mm-hmm. um, so I, I just I really like this team Trey Turner's doing well It's a tough team. So I I would have them higher, but I mean, they're in your top five. I'm not going to complain about that. Now I know your Giants take here. You want to talk about Homer. Um, (laughs) What do you accuse me of there, sir? What do you accuse me of, sir? (laughs) I do think that their rotation has been phenomenal. Uh, Alex Cobb going down was kind of a big blow, though. Uh, that did hurt our, our rotation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Webb kind of had a, a... I wouldn't say rough outing, but he, he wasn't great his last outing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what an ace does. An ace, even if he doesn't have the best stuff, he still makes a way to... Put your team in a good position, and they were in a good position. The only thing I have an issue with with the Giants right now is the the Mets series. They really didn't do well. Um, they did win one game, but they really did not play well. Now they responded by sweeping the Nationals, which is good. But the Nationals are not the Nationals of old. This is a right. this is basically a rebuilding Nationals team. Unfortunately, they beat a, a Brewers team. And I really would say the only reason they beat him was because Jock Peterson was being heckled. Um, the A's are a decent team. I don't think a lot of people are giving them credit for how you know how good the A's are actually playing right now. Mm-hmm. But listen, they they beat Miami, who's on a tear right now. Uh, I think they're on like five game winning streak. Um, you know, we Padre, took two
1: out of three against the Padres. Yes, we just Padres beat the Padres. Are like a wild card contending team. They're decent, so.
0: but I I have maintained this. The Padres are not playing to their potential. Their starting rotation is not there yet. And so I would like to see how the Giants play when there's like a Blake Snell, when Mike Clevenger is back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, who's the other pictures that they have? They got rid of like a, a lot of their bullpen guys, like a Mark Melanson, mm-hmm. um, an Emilio Pagan. So I do think their bullpen is worse. Um, and then obviously they don't have Tatis and I feel like their, their lineup is not doing what it should be doing. And now Luke Voigt is hurt. So they're going through some stuff. So I'm going to wait and see. Yes, we beat Cleveland. But again, I just i am not as impressed with Cleveland as I was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's my hesitation with the Giants because they're I, I've watched <laughs> majority of their games and they're just winning enough. They're not winning how they should be. Like the Nationals, they they beat them really well, and then the next game it was kind of like it was a struggle. And then this last mm-hmm. game against the A's, they just couldn't hit. But I do put that towards they're very tired. They had like a really long road week. Mm-hmm. Let's see they had um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven uh away games. And then mm-hmm. 13 total games in and that they whole went eight string.
1: and they went eight and three during that stretch on the road, eight and three and two out of those three losses were against actually, no, those three losses were against the Mets wh- who we both have universally as the number one team, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, but if you're going
0: to put but if you're going to put the giants at a number three, mm-hmm. they need to be way more competitive than what they were and they weren't. And we just talked about Washington is not a a great team. They are a rebuilding team. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee is a decent team, but we only played one game from them. Then we go to to home where we split games against the A's, who essentially are not as good as what we are, and we split games, and we couldn't even score a run. I mean, it looked like we couldn't even sniff a run in that game.
1: Well, also, too, Jock Peterson was pulled early because of a growing injury, so he's been a hot bat for us. And also, mm-hmm. too, we're going through injuries right now. We don't have Yaz. So we're going through the injury bug, but through the injury bug, we have, we're have we still, yes, we're not winning in the most glorious fashion, putting up dozens of runs, but we're doing enough to win what's, and that's the most important part, when, putting wins together, building the confidence, and we're getting our bats to make plays in the later part of the lineup rather than the leadoff part of it. So like right now with, Yes, we have Belt and Crawford that may be struggling right now, but we had our players like Slater, who's coming in hot for us. Estrada, who's doing great for us. Uh, Fuller, or excuse me, not Fuller. Uh, Oh, yeah, Wilmer Flores, who's also connecting in late games when it's necessary. We're going through an injury bug, too. An argument could be made that our ace needs to work out what he's going through early on in the season, but we're still winning on the road in tough road scheduling through all that. And that's why I have them number three.
0: And I think it's fine to have them in the top five. But my argument is if you can't look, if you if you can barely squeak out a win against the number one team, then you're not one of, you sh- You honestly aren't one of the top teams yet. But I think your record is showing and the way that you have been. You're right. Winning does matter. And that's why they should at least be in the top five. But I don't think they should be over the Dodgers. Because if you were to pin the Dodgers and the Mets, Now, you would probably think that the Dodgers could easily win two out of three and the Mets could easily win two out of three. And right now, I don't feel like the Giants could win two out of three against the Mets. And it was obvious in a four game series, we could only win one. Um, So, number two, you have the Yankees. I also have them in my top five. I have them at number four. So, I have the Giants at five. I have the Yankees at four. I have the Mets at one. And the Dodgers at two. And then I have the Blue Jays, which you didn't have um, on there. Um, the Yankees did play the Blue Jays, and they split games between the Blue Jays. Um, now, I didn't like that they lost a series against Baltimore. Again, another team that lost to Baltimore for some strange reason. Um is Baltimore they,
1: just a sneaky good team that we're just unaware of?
0: Well, they they have a decent they have a decent rotation pitching rotation, and their lineup is actually um, sneaky good. I would say that. So you know, sometimes they can score some runs. So I'll give them that. But they sweep Cleveland, and then they actually just swept Baltimore today. So um, you know, the Yankees are good right now. They they beat Boston um, in oh no, that was in New York. Um so I mean they have some good wins here and there. Um you know they've played some some bad teams but they've also played some really good teams and like I said they split games against Toronto. I really like Toronto a lot. So you don't think. Um, yeah, I Toronto and I'll just go into that. I don't think I need to really debate Yankees because you have them two, I have them four. I don't think that's that much big of a difference, but I really like Toronto Blue Jays. Um because they don't actually have Vladimir Guerrero right now. um, I th- He's just day-to-day, so it's not like that serious. But they've gone through kind of a gauntlet. So they started with the Rangers. They won mm-hmm. two out of three. Then they go to the Yankees where they split games. They played Oakland where they won two out of three. They played Boston, won two out of three. They played Houston, won two out of three. They played Boston, won three out of four. Mm-hmm. So they've won every single series and that's the rangers who eh. the yankees are good you and i both agree with that mm-hmm. oakland is not fantastic um boston i really like they're not playing well right now though but these are boston yankees both divisional games and like and i like houston as well i really wanted to put houston on this list but they just keep yeah, losing I agree. Uh, like weird games. So I agree.
1: Houston goes on this really weird, like domination. And then next thing, you know, they lose to like a stinker of a team yeah. two two out of three games in their series for no reason whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And I think they've done really well with their, with their rotation. Jose Barrias was a guy who was struggling with Minnesota. He goes to Toronto and he can kind of struggle and it's okay. Um, you know, Kevin Gosman, Hasn't been great so far, but he's been kind of solid. Um, he's got an ERA of 2.19. I mean, I'm saying that like kind of solid, but he's fantastic. 31 strikeouts in 24 point or 24 and two third innings in out of four games. I mean, that's good. I mean, he's almost averaging 10 strikeouts per game. Mm-hmm. It's more like, you know, six. But anyway, um, Alec Manoa, he's. I I watched him today. He actually was pitching really well. Um, I don't see that continuing, to be honest, but he's been really nice. Um, And then um, you talk about Yusei Kikuchi, who is um, I thought was very underrated in Seattle. He's a left-handed pitcher. I think he's going to be pretty good. And then when Ryu comes back, um, hopefully healthy, um, he's going to be solid. And then their lineup, then you have to deal with their lineup, which is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Matt Chapman, Bo Bichette, Lourdes Gurriel, Romeo Tapia, who's playing out of his mind weirdly. George Springer has been playing really well right now. So this is a stacked team, and they're winning every single series that they're playing. And uh, the other teams that we've talked about, other than the Mets, mm-hmm. which you and I universally have the Mets at number one. So, I mean... I think that's that's okay. There, are, Every other team has at least lost one of their series. Mm-hmm. Toronto is winning. And you said yourself that winning is important. So that is why I have the Blue Jays at, uh, in the top three.
1: Fair enough. I don't have any sort of debate to go over. I mean, our orders are pretty much the same. You basically took the Blue Jays in your lineup as opposed to I just have the Angels in mine. Um, I like the angels because they're scoring a lot of runs against teams that they should be. And they're coming in bunches. Their lineups are coming together. The bullpen is my issue, but you know, again, who knows what trading deadline that'll be later on this year, if they improve on that. And, you know, again, if we're talking about quality of teams then we'll look at this next week and see like when players come back, when players go injured, how do they respond? So we'll see. Absolutely. All right, Cody, We don't have any time for anything
0: else. (laughs) We went over, but that's okay. What else is new? Yeah, else is new? Um, So, man, it's good to have you back. It was really good. I mean, honestly, not just saying this, I felt like today's episode was pretty good. Not going to lie. It's fine. I mean, we we debated, and, and you know what? We're still friends. It's okay. I know.
1: I think I upsetted you a little bit with my power ranking, almost like I offended you. No offense, man. I just you know you you
0: offended me. You're you're talking. You're trying to talk smack that
1: I don't have Giants higher. I
0: know what I'm talking about. Okay,
1: you just so you're not as much a homer as I am. I have them uh, clearly. They're my number one team, of course. So yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, of, of course I want them to be. But to be fair, mm-hmm. I have to be fair, and so I can't. I can't put them at number one. As how, much as I
1: want to, how many more unwritten rules do you want them to break for that? For you to be completely oh in God. love with them, how uh, many? Them but, do, you, do we need to? Do we need we, to we steal need to, another base? Do, do you want to steal another base at being up twelve the, to nothing? The nerve of the Washington Nationals
0: getting so upset! Yeah, that they were upset. We were up seven to one. It wasn't that. I mean, it's not an insurmountable lead. I mean, yeah. yes, is it? Is it bleak? It. It is. But it's also, like, maybe believe in your team a little bit. Like, maybe believe (laughs) in your guys a little bit more. Like, don't worry about what we're doing. Like, maybe worry about, like, okay, then let's show them. Instead
1: of just, like, complaining. I don't know. Wasn't it it the next game that the Giants posted, like, a big fat, like, 13 on them or whatever, and six of those runs came in, like, the ninth inning or something like that? Uh, that
0: No, No, the next game was we beat them 5-2. The seven one game was Friday and that was okay. where they were all upset. Right. And then we beat them five two the next game, and then the, on Sunday we beat them twelve three.
1: That didn't violate an unwritten rule that the twelve three 3 beatdown, especially six runs in the ninth. Did were we supposed to just say, Hey, you guys can take over the next one? We didn't we don't need all three outs. I mean
0: I mean were you were supposed have to thought, do that. You would have thought, but I guess I guess that was okay. I guess we I didn't saw... do anything there.
1: I saw a headline of an article and it was basically saying the Washington nationals just embarrass themselves, not because of an unwritten rule, but because they're (laughs) crybabies.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're upset that they're losing. I get it, but it's just like, come on. If you were in the same shoe, he would have just done the same. Like why? Who cares? It's then stop it. I don't know. We've, we've already talked about this. It's only going to make me mad. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) So uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We always do appreciate it. Um, Go follow us on all of our social media, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also go follow us on TikTok. Uh, Cody, I have gotten requests that we need to make the videos a little shorter. So I think you and I need to talk about that a little bit. But that's okay. You know, we're learning, right?
1: You know we, what? We if, if you wouldn't talk so much, it would be a lot easier to edit videos. I know, the videos, and that's so. what I
0: try and tell them. It's my fault. No, I tell them it's your fault. That's okay. I know. Anyway, But uh, right. <laughs> go follow us on all of that. Uh, if you can't see it, we'll have probably descriptions in the uh, in the episode here, um, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like and comment on all of our videos. Uh, you know, anything and everything. You know, we'll will be great. We always want to interact with you, so please um, go do that. Um, and then also go check out um, fnxfitness dot They are the guys who d- they have great workout gear, great workout supplement, which I need to order my uh, supplements. By the way. I keep forgetting about that and I'm like dry try to the bone <laughs> um, So I need that And I think they only have mint chocolate chip So I think well they have mint chocolate chip Vanilla and chocolate so I'm trying to debate on I think I want to do the mint chocolate chip Just to try it just uh-huh. to say I did it But I'm a little nervous like If I don't like it, I'm stuck, I'm stuck with I, rec- it I recommend so. getting
1: the chocolate And just add your own peanut butter It's, it's good
0: Okay I might do that we'll see
1: um i'm gonna go make
0: chocolate chip i gotta be honest with you it's just i already know myself i'm gonna be like uh, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then i'm gonna hate it and be like why well, anyway <laughs> go check them out <laughs> um they they have uh right now they actually had a sale i think it was 40 percent off i think it was like mm-hmm. a flash sale i believe it was today wasn't it i think so yeah so, so if you guys are usually, listening to this tomorrow uh yeah. you guys missed it so well, no, because usually they they will extend it for another day. So I would definitely, if you're gonna go check them out, you're listening to this, go check them out right now. Go find uh, some stuff. They they do sell out really quickly. Mm-hmm. They, I've been trying to look for some tank tops, like guys' tank tops. They don't really have any, so I think I'm just gonna have to buy a shirt. But um, I can't decide on what shirt I want yet. I've been like, I like. They have like four T shirts that I like and I Uh cannot I cannot dwindle it down to like one day I'm like oh I like this shirt and then the other day I'm like uh I kind of like that one so I cannot make up my mind and I make fun of my wife for not doing for not being able to make up her mind
1: um well there's so many good options that's why I have so much gear there
0: you go there you go so um go check them out we can get you actually 15% off by using our promo code which is drew code 15 capital D, capital C um and you can get 15% off your whole purchase like I said if you're listening to this now they're probably going to have a uh, hopefully they're going to still have the 40% off if not maybe even be like 30% off so take advantage of all these deals that they have go check them out like i said they do sell out very quickly so go check them out also as you are listening to this you're probably listening to this on podcast possibly on youtube but go check us out on uh, apple podcasts spotify and iheart um go check all those out and subscribe rate and review any review any rate will help so if it's one star five star anything helps we always want to hear from you we want to get better so please do
1: that um
0: and i'm spent so go ahead cody
1: <laughs> all right guys everything that drew just said will be linked in the description below so don't worry i got you guys covered also you guys can actually check out our link tree it is in our bio of this episode it's also on our instagram bio tiktok bio facebook just go to any one of our social media handles Click find the bio you'll see the link tree it has everything in there that you guys will need and we'll be posting as many videos as we can on youtube and trying to post a lot more on tiktok don't forget to follow us there and also, to um, all the other social media platforms, Instagram especially. We are doing everything we can to be a part of that. So, also, too, guys, when we release an episode, we will have a question on Spotify. Feel free to interact, interact with that question. It could be anything from a poll to an opinion question. But we'd love to get you guys' back and forth on that. So, with that being said, you guys, I think oh, it's time to let you guys go. I, I know that Drew and I are dead tired as old men. So, it's time for us to say goodnight. And we will see you guys next week. And we appreciate Appreciate you guys for staying with us and staying tuned. But we will see you guys next week. From the people who me. On
0: this you can
1: say no free me.